Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This activity entitled, Clinical Case Challenge, Navigating the HER2 Treatment Paradigm for Breast Cancer, is jointly provided by Novus Medical Education and Medical Education Resources. And this activity is supported by independent educational grants from Daiichi Sankyo and AstraZeneca. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hi, welcome everyone to the HER2 Positive Breast Cancer Case Challenge. I'm Shanu Modi. I'm a breast medical oncologist at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York City. Uh, and I think it's a great way to learn about new data and incorporate uh, findings into one's practice by working through a case study. So let's review a HER2 positive metastatic breast cancer case uh, together to review some of the latest information on new HER2 targeted therapies, in particular antibody drug conjugates, and how to sequence our treatments in, in this setting. So. The patient, uh, the patient I'm going to present to you is a 73-year-old woman who was diagnosed uh, with a right-sided primary breast cancer in January of 2018. At that time, she underwent a right-sided mastectomy and sentinel lymph node biopsy, which revealed a 4-centimeter grade 3 tumor that was node negative and was estrogen receptor 20% positive, progesterone receptor negative, and HER2 positive by FISH analysis. So she was treated with six cycles of adjuvant therapy with a combination of docetaxel, carboplatin, and trastuzumab, which we often shorten to be TCH uh, chemotherapy. And this was then followed by a completion of trastuzumab for one year. She was started on tamoxifen in August of 2018 and was doing well until February of 2021 when she presented with a chief complaint of cough and vague abdominal symptoms. And here are uh, some, some images uh, of a CAT scan of her abdomen. And I think you can see very clearly that there are multiple lesions in her liver. Uh, the liver looks enlarged, and, and unfortunately, these lesions, which are quite, quite, I, I think, coalesced and large in size, are present in both lobes uh, of the liver. And so, naturally, her liver was biopsied. And my question to you all is, which of the following biomarkers should be tested in this case? Should it be A, EGFR, B, HER2, C, PDL1 or D, trope 2? So the correct answer is B, HER2, and let's discuss why. So we know breast cancer is really divided into three clinical subtypes, uh, and these are defined by the expression of the estrogen receptor, progesterone receptor, and HER2 receptor. Uh, these are the main known drivers of breast cancer, and they give us some idea of prognosis, but most importantly, they are also predictive markers of response to therapy. So it's really critically important to test for all three of these in any breast cancer tumor biopsy, as this could open up potential targeted treatment options for our patients. We've seen improvements in survival for our patients with advanced stage uh, disease so that today, 
Patients with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer have a median overall survival of almost five years, which is double what we were able to achieve in an era before HER2-targeted therapies. So it's really important to know the HER2 status of the patient's tumor. So moving on then back to the case, um, the patient did undergo a liver biopsy and this revealed adenocarcinoma which was consistent with the breast primary. So this is, this is metastatic breast cancer, unfortunately. Uh, the estrogen receptor was still positive, but only 10%. The progesterone receptor is still negative, and the HER2 is still positive, uh, three plus by IHC. So the question is, for first-line therapy, what are you going to offer this patient? A, initiate chemotherapy with TCHP. B, initiate chemotherapy with THP, C, initiate chemotherapy with adotrastuzumab emtansine, or D, wait for genomic profiling via next-generation sequencing. And I think the correct answer in this setting is B, initiate therapy with THP. So let's see why that is. So I think the modern landmark first-line trial in HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer is the Cleopatra study. And to remind you all, this was a randomized phase three trial of over 800 patients who had untreated HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer. So a first-line trial. Uh, and these were patients whose tumors were centrally confirmed to be HER2 positive, and patients were randomized one-to-one, -one, either to standard of care therapy, which is combination of taxane plus single agent trastuzumab, or the experimental arm was a taxane plus trastuzumab plus pertuzumab, so adding a second HER2 targeted agent, and this was the beginning of dual HER2 blockade therapy. Uh, and as you know, uh, we saw statistically significant and very clinically meaningful improvement in progression-free survival and overall survival with the dual HER2 blockade arm. And that really set a new standard of care for the treatment of HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer. So back to our case, patient MN was started on the Cleopatra regimen of THP. After four cycles of treatment, the scans showed a great response. She received one more cycle, and then her taxane was discontinued as she was starting to develop fatigue and neuropathy. So she was maintained on the HP antibody therapy with an astrozole uh, until November of 2021, when she again had presentation or presented with progression of metastatic disease in the liver. And shown here are, are again, is a, is a picture of the CT scan uh, where you can see in the liver uh, once again, uh, lesions, um, you know, uh, spread diffusely uh, throughout the organ. So the question now is, what is your second line treatment going to be? Is it A, to continue HP and change the anastrozole to fulvestrin, an alternate endocrine therapy? B, to change the treatment completely to adotrestuzumab emtansine? C, to change the therapy to famtrestuzumab drextecan, which we also call TDXD, or D, to change the therapy to capecitabine plus tucatinib plus trastuzumab. And I believe the correct answer in this, in this question, for this question is C, to change the therapy to famtrestuzumab drextecan. And let's see why. 
So our treatment algorithm for HER2 positive metastatic breast cancer has been pretty static for almost a decade. So again, first line THP. And in the second line, our preferred regimen or option had been TDM1, the HER2 antibody drug conjugate for a number of years. Uh, and then in the last few years, we saw an explosion really of options for the third line setting, uh, multiple new, new exciting therapies. Uh, and one in particular is, uh, is the new HER2 antibody drug conjugate, trastuzumab deruxtecan. And let's look at the data for, for this ADC. Um, so, so this is now the second approved HER2 antibody drug conjugate. And if we compare it to TDM1, you know, while it has the same HER2 monoclonal antibody backbone, it has a very different linker and payload technology. And that's really the key to its difference. It uses a novel topoisomerase 1 inhibitor payload. Uh, and there's twice as many chemo molecules linked to each antibody, so it delivers a lot more chemo to the cancer cells. And most importantly, TDXD has a cleavable linker. And what that means is when the linker cleaves off the chemo, the chemo retains membrane permeability. And it can now not only kill the HER2 positive cell, but enter and kill neighboring cells. Uh, and this is what we call the bystander effect. And it allows TDXD to have activity across a broad range of HER2 expressing cancers. Uh, and, and so overall, TDXD has some really improved and advantageous pharmaceutical properties that differentiate it actually from all other HER2 targeted therapies available today. And I think the really important trial uh, uh, for, for us, that, and that's relevant for this case, is the Destiny Breast 03 study, which was a randomized phase three trial comparing TDXD to TDM1, the, 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 the original second line preferred standard of care therapy. So this was a head-to-head -head comparison. This is for patients with HER2 positive metastatic breast cancer who had prior taxane and trastuzumab therapy. 60% also had prior pertuzumab. So the majority of the patients on this study were a conventional second line population uh, by, by today's standards and over 500 patients were randomized uh, and this was the first study to compare these two antibody drug conjugates head to head and the primary endpoint was progression-free survival and these are the dramatic progression-free survival curves from that trial and, and I think you can see very quickly, very easily just how much more effective TDXD is versus TDM1. Uh, the median, um, I mean, the hazard ratio for PFS was 0 0.28, um, and the p-value is 10 to the minus 22. So these results are not by chance. Uh, they are very robust findings. Uh, and the median P PFS improved from TDM1 at seven months up to 25 months with TDXD. That's a tripling of the duration of control of the cancers with TDXD therapy. So these are really, I just think, exceptional data in favor of TDXD. I will also point out here on this slide, you'll see the overall response rate with TDXD uh, is 80%. That's more than double what we saw with TDM1. And in fact, it's very similar to what we saw with Cleopatra. And now Cleopatra was a first line trial, and this is, you know, we're seeing those similar results in, in, in a later line setting with TDXD. So it's very impressive activity for this, for this novel antibody drug conjugate. And I think based on these data, it's now our preferred second line uh, therapy post-progression on the Cleopatra regimen. So coming back to the case, 
so patient MN is initiated on trastuzumab drexican in November of 2021. Her scans in February of 2022 show an improvement in the hepatic lesions and stability in her lung lesions. Uh, in April of 2022, she presents uh, to the doctor for her next treatment with TDXC, but is complaining of a dry cough, some shortness of breath, and is just failing to thrive, not doing great. So her doctor orders a chest X-ray, followed by a CAT scan of the chest and abdomen and pelvis. And here are the images here for you. And you can see, I think, very quickly that there are some ground glass sort of inflammatory findings now present in her lungs. So... She is given a diagnosis of interstitial lung disease, which is a known toxicity of TDXD. What now is your management strategy? Is it A, to initiate prednisone at 0.5 milligrams per kilogram BID for at least 14 days, followed by a slow taper? B, to permanently discontinue trastuzumab drugstican? C, once symptoms resolve, to resume trastuzumab drugstican at a reduced dose? or D, which is a combination of A and B, which is start steroids and permanently discontinue, or E, which is a combination of A and C, which is to initiate steroids and then once recovered to resume therapy. And I think the clear answer here is D, to initiate prednisone at 0.5 milligrams per kilogram BID for at least 14 days and then do a slow taper and to also permanently discontinue trastuzumab direxican. And, and let's discuss why. So lung toxicity is a really special and important toxicity of TDXD, and it ranges from asymptomatic findings up to some cases of fatal interstitial lung disease. Um, and and, and we, you know, we've seen this toxicity in all of the TDXD trials. In one of the earlier studies, the Destiny Breast 01, they saw about 15% of patients had some evidence of lung toxicity. Thankfully, most is grade one and two and reversible, but there again were a few fatal cases of grade five uh, ILD events. The median onset of the lung toxicity is four to five months, but there, there it appears to taper off after about a year into therapy. So really important to have a high index of suspicion early on when, when these patients are on treatment, but something that has to be monitored throughout their, their course on therapy. There have been uh, analyses looking to identify risk factors that might put patients at higher risk. And there's pooled analyses that suggest uh, perhaps uh, higher doses, do doses, frankly, that we don't use in breast cancer, uh, patients who have baseline lower oxygenation to start with, and patients with lung comorbidities, and certainly patients with a history of pneumonitis should not be uh, offered uh, uh, TDXD therapy. So, so these are risk factors to be aware of when, when weighing the risks and benefits of this therapy for your individual patient. There are also widely available guidelines on how to manage and approach patients with ILD. I think the key is to have awareness and to act promptly. And so uh, the first and foremost thing is when you suspect ILD is to hold drug, to interrupt therapy, and then launch an investigation into possible etiologies. And if this is really lung toxicity, then to begin uh, steroid therapy quickly. And so I think to summarize in this case, I think we, we, we learned a few important things. Uh, biomarkers, especially ERP and HER2 should be tested on all new breast cancer cases, including metastatic recurrences in order to optimize treatment selection for our patients. 
Uh, trastuzumab deruxtecan uh, can be considered a new standard of care in the second line setting for her 2 positive metastatic breast cancer based on the Destiny Breast 03 trial. And finally, identification and prompt management of serious adverse events like interstitial lung disease is really critical to be able to administer uh, these new anti-HER2 therapies safely. Thank you for joining me on this case. I hope it was instructive for you and your clinical practice. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Novus Medical Education and Medical Education Resources and is supported by independent educational grants from Daiichi Sankyo and AstraZeneca. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com CME. Thank you for listening.